Caffeine Nights Books Espresso Shots Welcome to a brand new episode of Caffeine Nights Books Podcast, Espresso Shots. We have the final part of our exclusive interview with author, screenwriter, film producer, and film director, Dougie Brunson. In this episode, Dougie talks about his coming film slate and working with veterans. For more information on Dougie's novels, The Crew, Top Dog, Wings of a Sparrow, and In the Know, head over to our website, caffeinenightsbooks.com, and search for Dougie. If you had carte blanche to funds and carte blanche location and actors, what do you think the film would be and who would who would you ideally have starring in it? Or is this something oh you're already doing? Oh, my God, what a question. <laughs> what a question. That's impossible to answer because I, I'm on a slate of stuff we're working on at the moment. Everything from comedies to ghost stories to a thing about a Martian um, who comes to Earth, an angry Martian character who comes to Earth. I'd, I'd, really, I'd really like to do just some comedy stuff about working class bloke because when you know when you go out with your mates you know i'm working class when you go out with your mates when you go to football we just laugh all the time mm. and most of the time it's inane dribble and nonsense but there are stories to be told there you know and I, i'd like to do something which kind of where i can sit with my mates and watch it and they say yeah that was pretty good because mm. if i say that then i know it's really good <laughs> because they're quick enough to tell me if it's not good <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I'd, li- I'd just like to do something which is entertaining. It all comes back to entertaining. Yeah, I really, you know, I, I, the story about the old lady is, is just an old-fashioned story, and uh, it's just like Home Alone. You know, it's Cocoon meets Home Alone. That's essentially what it is. Mm. But I'd like to make something that's very British. I like British stuff. You know, we 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 have a unique sense of humour. We're not our sense of humour has been kind of diluted by the American film industry and TV industry. And there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, I'd like to see some proper British, um, not old old school humour, but just funny stuff, Mm. real stuff. You know, the kind of thing you can watch and you can imagine, oh, yeah, me and my mates, that's what we'd do. That's what what we're like when we go out. (laughs) So, yeah, probably. You touched on something earlier, which interests me. I wanted to just ask you a bit about it. And it was, I think it's to do with the partners that you have within the um, film company. You've got Armed Forces Covenant and British Veteran owned as two sort of partners within yeah. there. And, and you mentioned trying to get more ex-service and service personnel into your, well, I wouldn't imagine ex-service personnel into your films behind the yeah. camera or even in front of the camera, I'm guessing as well. Yes, we, we have. Why, why is that so important and, and what's your reasoning there? Do you think, do you think that, it, again, is this a political thing that these people have been forgotten like, like so many other people within this country? Well, I mean, I'm a veteran, so it's kind of, it's an, old, it's an ulterior motive in many ways. I mean, one of the things about the film industry is when you're shooting something, you need to ask someone to do something and know it's going to be done. And if you ask, uh, uh, I know if I ask a veteran to do something, it will get done to the best of his ability. He won't be worried about the clock. He won't be worried about, you know, how much money he's going to earn or what else he should be doing. He will deliver. And... Um, and the, the film industry in particular, certainly on film sets, is perfectly suited to veterans because of the mentality that most of them have. 
and uh, grafters, you know. So I'd like to encourage more of them into the industry, but from a personal point of view, I know if I employ a veteran, I'm going to get value for money. Mm. You know, it's as simple as that. Um, I don't want to, you know, one of my other crusades about issues of young people is many of them have got no work ethic at all. They don't understand the world of work. You know, my, we, my, uh, I won't go into all that, but where my wife is a barista, she works, she works in a coffee house. And a lot of the young kids who come to work there are more interested in what's going on in their phone than what's going on at the mm-hmm. place that's actually paying them to be there. And I don't want to be on a film set enough to train people about the world of work. I want them to come straight in and fit straight in straight away. You know, because you're going to start at the bottom, you know, as a runner on a film industry, you're probably not even going to get paid. Mm-hmm. You're going to be worked and you're going to be worked hard. But you're there to learn. That's how you learn. And so, uh, yeah, that's why I'm, you know, I'm big on veteran stuff. You know, I, I don't, I never think, I, I mean, I do okay, but I don't think the, this country traditionally has done enough for the veteran community. Um, it's getting better. It's getting much, much better. But there's still a lot that could be done. There's still a lot of lads and lasses leave the forces and are kind of abandoned. The fact we've got so many on the streets uh, is a, should be a source of shame to this country. It, it um, should be. Yeah, but that's that's you know that's one of the reasons why I want to get involved in that sort of stuff. Mm. Well, I I think I mean we was talking about the inclusivity or the diversity, and I, I think this is this is ways of opening out jobs to people that there's as you said with the working classes as well, which have been particularly overlooked. And I feel sometimes that as a white working class guy myself, that there's almost like a source of shame. That, that we should be saying, hang on a minute, you know, I've lived in this country for since birth and uh, paid all my taxes and done everything, but seem to somehow, had to, well, I think everyone should, had to fight their own way, but it's so much harder when you, you, you can't get openings into the arts and entertainment's world. You know? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, it, it is difficult. It's, it, it's difficult for... The working classes to break into that world uh, I've, I've certainly found and the uh, the older you are the, the tougher it gets but uh, you just got to keep banging away you know and if, if I can do it you know if I could do it anyone can do it <laughs> the punk ethos is the thing that got me to you know even believe that I could form a publishing company or mm. uh, you know even host a, a radio show god forbid the listeners but <laughs> that that um I you know that I can do these things and because I've been told all my life that I can't do these things and I think many yeah, yeah. many people in the working classes are told they can't do things we need sometimes we need opportunity and sometimes we just need to realize don't listen to people when they say we, you can't what do we something. need what we need is champions I think we need someone to speak up for us you know and champion the fact because there is no substitute for experience Mm. irrespective of what you're doing you know and it's the fact that in in the job market these days if you're over 50 looking for a job you're in big big trouble Mm. despite the fact that you've probably got at least another 10 15 years of of work to contribute to somebody and so much experience it's, it's bizarre and i think this this in that respect this company needs picking up giving a good shake and setting back down again but our opinions, our views, you know, are, are kind of perceived as being old fashioned. Well, yeah, they are old fashioned because they're old. And what was, you know, our, what, what was wrong? You know, what's wrong with that? Mm. Nothing. You can't <laughs> tell me society is better now than it was, you know, in the 
sixties and seventies and eighties. You know, uh, I'm, it's not about crime and all that sort of stuff, but it's about you know basically being safe and having respect and courtesy and manners. You know, they all seem to have gone. You don't seem to have that anymore. It's all about. You know, we're, we're being oppressed and slammed down by these kind of vocal minority groups who think they have this kind of divine right to run roughshod over our, our lives. Just up the road from me, I live just down the road from Buntsfield. You know, we've had all these people blockading it all week because they think that they know better than I do. Mm. You know, it's, it's unbelievable to me. If you want to change something, there is a, a way of doing it. You know, get into politics. Mm. It's, anyone can get into politics. You know, change it from the inside. But don't block the road off and pee everybody off just because you think you've got some God-given cause, which <laughs> on the face of it is actually quite ludicrous. Thank you very much for your time. You're very um, welcome. Thank you very much, Dougie. Cheers. Pleasure. Anytime. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your books and stay lucky.